Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm thrilled to be with Janice Porter. Janice Porter is a distinguished relationship marketing expert with a passion for guiding individuals toward business success through authentic connections. With a wealth of expert experience as a seasoned training specialist, Janice's journey began in teaching and evolved into corporate training, which has now crystallized into a coaching business and coaching owners to elevate their networking skills on a global scale. Janice is dedicated to imparting invaluable skills in, that encompass effective communication, relationship building, and sales closure. Through her expertise, Janice empowers others to not only grow their businesses, but also to cultivate and sustain robust relationships with past, present, and future customers. The result is a dynamic approach that not only um, boosts sales, but also generates a network of referrals, setting the stage for lasting business success, which is, I think, what we all want, don't we? We all want lasting business success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that uh, kind introduction, and. Well, I'm so happy that you're here because there, there are questions that I do want to ask. Um, so you started out in teaching and teaching young children and then moved into uh, corporate teaching and then into coaching. What are some of the challenges that you faced um, moving from teaching children into teaching in a corporate environment, because we all know that although we think we're teaching adults, sometimes that's questionable. That's what I used to say, actually, is um, that the only, the, the, in joking way, the only difference was they were just bigger kids, because really, I, I do remember very distinctly, um, one time I was doing training in a car dealership, and they had um, it, we t I trained on how to use your new telephone and voicemail system. So originally, people would think that we were a little bit like Van White on Wheel of Fortune, pointing and you know staring at the phones. Which is when I started to get my nails done because that's what I thought I was doing too. But actually, um, you know, I also had to understand how the system worked and and why it rang three times over here before it went over there and how to program all that stuff. So there was a lot more to it than just showing people how to use their actual telephone set. But 
the end user training were in a big boardroom. There were um, uh, maybe, I don't know, 30 people in there because the salespeople had come in as well. And then the, the office staff and whatever. And you're doing this training. Well, it was just like in the classroom. You had the class clown who was making jokes. You had the kids, the people that weren't paying attention. They were on their, they weren't on their phones. We didn't have those back then. This is back in the day. But, um, but there were people doing the things that the kids in my classroom used to do. So there was, uh, that's why I always said that it was just about having bigger kids. But, but there was truthfully some difference in teaching adults. And you had to be always aware of um, whether you were capturing their attention or not. But, you know, teaching is teaching and teaching is what I love to do. So. So much has evolved with um, communication and communication skills and how we communicate um, in the world today. And I think that's one of the challenges that many of us have felt. Um, some of us have wanted to step back and only do digital communications, but in fact, we still need to have relationships with people. Um, and one of the areas that you're involved with is relationship marketing. Explain what that is. Thank you, Anne. I'm glad you asked that because um, when most people see the term together, relationship marketing, they focus on the term marketing and they think, that that's what it's about. It's about marketing. It's outgoing information, generally speaking. And um, I always focus on the word relationship because what I really am talking about is that it's about people and it's about capturing um, the attention of people, but but in a in a heartfelt way and in a personalized way, listening to people so that you can find a way to build a relationship um, from nothing, really right from the get go, you know, like, um, and there is an art to that. And, and so that's what I focus on. And, you know, it's that 80, 20 rule, 80% of the time you want to focus on um, the 20% that makes it work. Right. So yeah, eight, um, relationship marketing. Um, it's really about people. It's all about the relationships that you build. Yeah. Uh, people speak about no like trust. Mm -hmm. But in the world that we live in today, so much of it is you have your website. Does that mean people can know, like, and trust you? You know, it's funny. You said something else also about um, uh, the way that communication has changed. I mean, you know, we grew up before all of this um, digital world. So we know and are probably more comfortable with the face-to-face, -face, with the the um, visual on Zoom calls than a lot of the younger people today. I mean, how many times do you go down to any event and everybody's looking down at their phone, everybody, uh, but most importantly, the younger people, because that's all they know. They're always, you know, they, they grew up with a phone in their hand or a screen in front of them, and they're more comfortable that way. And it's sad, really, because they don't know how to talk to people. And socialization is very different. I think that's that's what's different today. People, you know, my little granddaughter grew up through COVID. I was, was born during COVID, um, just before COVID. So for the first three years of her life, she didn't get to really interact with other kids. And she's quite independent. But I also think she's struggles with sharing and 
and uh, socialization things that are happening now that she's four and a half. So it's just interesting to watch. But it's, you know, I think we're more aware of it than the younger the younger people. They want things that are quick. They'll send you a text. They'll send you an email, but they never have to talk to you. Sorry. Yeah, and and you can't you can't see the nuance in text. No, you can't. Um, you can't hear it. You can't see it. It's just it's dangerous. You know, it 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 can be. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. Um, which also reminds me of the emphasis when I was growing up that you never put in writing something you don't want the world to read. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, so many of us have forgotten that over yes. the years. Um, so th- that's that's a totally different subject. So it, it, then you moved into being a coach with LinkedIn. Uh, how did you de- decide in uh, of all of the platforms that LinkedIn was where you wanted to be? Oh, that's a good question too. So I want you to. Um, I think it was so I was a corporate trainer and I, I had a, a very long gig as a corporate trainer because I was a contract um, employee. I wasn't a full time employee at this company, which was by choice because I was raising my my second child and I wanted that flexibility. But that gig came to an end and I had to figure out what I was going to do with myself. And I knew I didn't want another job. I knew I didn't want to go back to teaching as much as I love teaching children. I didn't like the bureaucracy in the system and the politics. I couldn't deal with that. So I had to reinvent myself. And I I got into the world of network marketing and was testing that out and what worked for me. And at the same time, looking at other ways that I could um, make money. And uh, for a very small blip, I was a professional organizer. I got a license from this girl that was an entrepreneur here. And I learned some entrepreneurship from her, entrepreneurship from her. And um, and then I got introduced to LinkedIn. And Facebook was around. Twitter had just come into effect. And um, Facebook was not my thing. I just felt it very, in, very invasive. And I was a little too private for that. I think, you know, it just wasn't happening. But when someone showed me LinkedIn, I thought, oh, wow, this is left brain, logical business. I think I could get my head around this. And so I did a little bit of training with this young man who was teaching LinkedIn. And I started talking to my friends about it. And I started showing them what I'd learned. And then a light bulb moment happened. And I went, you know, I could teach this. So I don't really see myself as a coach. I still see myself more as a trainer. And that's because training is showing you this way of doing it. You can, you know, you either get it, like it, want to do it that way, or you don't. Coaching kind of, you know, helps you from behind. And I do a little bit of coaching, but really I'm truly a trainer by by heart. And I just started, I loved it. And so I started building some, you know, ways to uh, train people, some coaching methods some you know little courses and stuff and then i've been doing it ever since and it's evolved right yeah um yeah and linkedin has changed a lot too Uh, i i used to only think of it in terms of people looking to hire and it was Um, that way initially it really was but um it's 
it's changed for, you know, just as anything else, it's evolved. But um, the other thing that's happened in the, since COVID really is that, you know, social media blew up and Facebook's people were getting disenchanted with Facebook. And so they started to come over to LinkedIn, but they didn't really know what they were doing over there. It's not the same place. It's not cutesy emojis and what did you have for dinner? You know, it is definitely about who are you professionally and um, how do you who do you serve and how do you serve them? And as business owners and entrepreneurs. So we have to keep in mind that um, where we're a business platform, business can get dealt with more quickly, we still have to give a little bit of ourselves and show who we are, but in different ways than we do on Facebook. Instagram's another story. That's a whole, to me, that's not real, that whole place. It's fun to look at, but how real is it? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very much more uh, fashion oriented in oh, and so well, many ways. Fashion, food, whatever, but it's just, um, it's lifestyle and it's not necessarily the real lifestyle of that person. Sure. Um, I really would like to, for you to share with us uh, some of uh, some more of the specifics of, of what you do and how it's done within LinkedIn. Okay. But uh, the question that I wanted to ask before that is you mentioned entrepreneurship and these days there are so many of us are in network marketing and are entrepreneurs. Um, how does link? How can LinkedIn help those people who are either new to entrepreneurship or involved in a network marketing company? Well, I think with network marketing with ne network marketers, there's a couple of big things that that they trip a lot of them trip up on because a lot of network marketers don't get a lot of business training or they don't get a lot of training the the good thing bad thing about network marketing which by the way i love network marketing and i'm fascinated with the industry um, and have been a student of the industry however there's people who um uh, it, it's a low a low point of entry monetarily to be in a network marketing company, to be an affiliate or a distributor or whatever you're called in your company. Um, and that's a good thing, bad thing. It means just about anybody can do it, but they don't know what they're doing half the time. So you have to treat it as a business. And then if you treat it as a business, not just a hobby, and you're serious about growing your business, then when you think of LinkedIn, you think of you it's when you put up your LinkedIn profile, it's not about um, uh, Janice Porter at uh, Send Out Cards. It's about who am I? What do I do? How do I serve people? And so I'm an affiliate with that company or I'm a distributor with that company or I partnered with that company. But this is about you and how you see it. And I think that's a big thing that people, you know, don't always do correct what I think correctly on LinkedIn. A lot of us do, but a lot of people don't. Okay. They make it more about the company instead of more about um, them and how they can help people and kind of downplay, put the company piece in a, in, a, in where it should be, not in the, the forefront. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Uh, and I never thought about it in terms of that because um, I've, 
come at it from a totally different place. Mm-hmm. I had a company, right? But um, because I've been a, a, an entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur, I always placed myself first mm-hmm. uh, rather than just advertising a company. So you get it. So, you see, yeah. yeah. And it's quite often, though, the, a lot of people that jump in um, blindly, they're they're pushing their products on you or pushing their, you know, the company on you. And that's where they make the mistake. Right. Sure. But then if they pivot, they've got a problem because uh, the what people are seeing is they're seeing a company and not the person. Right. Exactly. So oh, interesting. Uh, so that leads into how do you want to present yourself in LinkedIn? And um, one of the things that you stress is the about section, which we just touched on. But tell us more about how you help people with their LinkedIn presence. So I the, the first thing I always do with a new client is update their profile. And quite often we're starting from scratch, but in some cases we're just tweaking whatever they have there. And um, there's probably about, I don't know, 16 to 18 things that you end up putting into your profile. But the top ones are what, you know, that old um, expression above the fold. Okay. Newspaper. I mean, what did you see first? That's your first impression. And so your first impression is that piece above the fold before you scroll up a little bit further. And that includes your, what's called your banner or your header, your headshot and your headline. Those are the three biggies right there. And if I come to your LinkedIn profile and there's no banner, it's the default, your picture is, you know, a selfie and you say, um, I'm an affiliate with send out cards. You know, there's nothing to grab me there. And my first impression is not great. So instead, we have to look at if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, um, then uh, what are we going to put up there? And then when we move down, we, we work on this together. And the headline and the about section are the biggest pieces because that's what's showing keywords. It's showing who you serve. It's showing your benefit or positioning statement of who you serve and how you serve them. And the biggest misnomer about the about section is that it's about you. And it really isn't if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur. It's a little bit about you, about the passion that you have for what you do. But it's really about the pain points of your target audience. Who is your target audience, their pain points, and how you solve them. That's the gist of it. Right? So I love working on that with my clients because I brainstorm with them and we do it together and have a word document out. And I, t- I ask them questions that bring out exactly what we need to put in there. And it's kind of fun how it, it ends up. Sometimes they'll go away and, you know, tweak it themselves. And sometimes they say, nope, this is perfect. Let's just put it up. So that's what we do. Um, how have you integrated AI into uh, that part of your Ooh, business? That's a good question. Um, I haven't totally integrated it yet because I feel that we need to be authentic, but there are times when I'm stuck or um, my client will say, let's put it into AI and see what they say. I'm open to that. I don't mind as long as, and sometimes I'll take 
somebody's headline and throw it in there and say, give me another version of that based on whatever. And so that's about the extent of what I've done. I've never done a complete profile using AI because I don't want to. Well, uh, but also AI is only as good as what you put into it. Well, I'm playing with it. So, with my, yeah. Uh, yeah. I put, I put my about section in there and um, asked it to do some things and I've got some work to do on it. I, I liked what they said, but I, it's not me yet. So I'm not having put it up, but yeah, that's the only way I'm playing with it. But you know, you have to know what you're doing. And I only, I'm, I'm dangerous because I don't know a lot. I know a little bit. I do know oh. that if you use AI though, for anything to do with your writing, you need to get, get AI familiar with who you are and your style and how you work before you ask it to do anything. True, true. I've been playing with it as well. Mm -hmm. And it's been fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know, as they used to say about computers, it's all about what you put into it. Right, right. Input. So, into that, right? Yeah. yeah. So that becomes very, very interesting and fascinating uh, today. And as we're all moving forward in all of this digital stuff. But you've also um, partnered with Send Out Cards, and and that's part of your network marketing as well. But it certainly has a place, and it's certainly important in today's business world, where before we were speaking about the fact that everything has become so impersonal, and that people don't reach out on a personal level. Uh, to form relationships that are authentic relationships. Uh, tell us about how send out how you integrate send out cards in your business and how it can help other business people. Well, if I may, I'll just give you give your audience a brief um, explanation of what send out cards is. It's basically, um, and it's my passion piece. I've been with send out cards for 15 years now. And it's just something that's in my, it's in my blood. Um, so send out cards is a, is an online uh, greeting card and a gifting company based in the United States that sends real cards and gifts in the mail. So you get a tangible card and gift in the mail, which from a business standpoint takes people, I believe from their head to their heart. And so it, it, it can, um, just change things very quickly for people when that happens, because they see the heartfelt piece that's, that's happening. So send out cards allows people to um, go online on their phone or on their, cause there's an app or online on their computer to the catalog of cards and choose one, write a message, press send, and the company prints stuff stamps and sends it within 24 hours anywhere in the world. Now, they can send one card at a time. They can send their whole 500 Christmas cards all at the same time. They can send birthday gifts, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I was going to say something else and it, and it, and it went. Um, oh, that they can also custom cards, custom um, customized cards, send completely um, custom cards with people's photos on it, which, by the way, is the best thing ever. Because if I send you a card with your picture on the front, you are more likely to save it for a long time and have it sitting on your desk than anything else. So 
Um, I think that send out cards allows me that extra added piece to solidify relationships with people. So how I use it is um, I send thank yous to people who have been on my podcast. So I send them a card thanking them usually with their well, I send them two. One when we've done the interview, one when it goes live, where I've got the picture of them. That's the promo piece for their podcast as well. So it's a second touch. Um, I, um, anytime I've had a LinkedIn client, I will send them um, a thank you card. I send people I talk to every day. You know, I'm meeting new people or I'm following up with people. I was doing some follow ups this morning and. Um, there's a girl that's that I'm trying to um, uh, get as a client uh, for send out cards. And uh, she said before Christmas, she said, I can't I don't have time right now. We've got to do it after Christmas. I'm still interested. I think it's a great fit for my company. So I went to write her a message today and I noticed that I went on uh, LinkedIn and I noticed that she had um, done a presentation at a conference in her industry uh, three weeks ago. And I watched the little five minute um, presentation that she did. And I took something from that video and I decided to send her a card instead. And I put it inside the, the card. I said, congrats on the front of the card. And I wrote her a message congratulating her on that great um, presentation that she did, showed her, you know, that I had put a piece of it in there and wrote and said, I hope that, you know, in this new year, this first quarter, we're going to have a chance to talk again um, about send out cards. And then I brand the back of the card um, with something about me and I sent it. And I just decided that was the better way because I'm talking about send out cards. So I use it for unexpected, um, heartfelt situations. So, for example, Valentine's is coming up. Now, Valentine's is not a huge business holiday, right? But if you have a card that you create that says, I love my clients or I appreciate you and send it for Valentine's Day with a little heart chocolate or something, it's magic, right? So I don't know if I answered your question because I go off on it when I'm so excited about send out cards because it is my passion piece. And now um, the question that I put out there to people, if they um, one, if, if I'm talking to people that are in a business that I think could use it, I'll say, can you tell me five to 10 people right now that you could say thank you to? Because I'll show you how you can send them a card, you know, 10 cards, you know, we've got a little in, uh, promo pack that we'll do that we have that gets people into that rhythm of sending cards, which gets it. If you do it long enough, it does get into your soul because it's great to give and it's great to send out kindness, especially when it's unexpected. Actually, it reminds me of a story. Can I tell you a story? Oh, please do. Really? Are you sure? This is a story that's been around for a long time, but it's a true story. And it was told to me originally by the owner of our company. And, and he, of course, is what taught me the habit of sending an unexpected card every day. And he used to do this where he'd wake up in the morning and he'd think of someone, and I do too now, um, who needs to hear from me today. And he decided this day that the person that needed to hear from him was the organist in his church. And he pulled a card, just an ordinary card from the catalog and uh, wrote her a message saying how much he appreciated the beautiful music she played every Sunday 
and the time that she took to do that. And he sent it. Two weeks later, he saw her outside the church after church. And um, she came up to him and she said, thank you so much for that card. You have no idea what that did. She said that particular morning, and I get shivers every time I tell this story. Um, that particular morning, I was about to quit. I was tired of people complaining about the, the songs they don't play. Why don't I do this? Why don't I do that? And I, was, I felt unappreciated. But just before I picked up the phone to do that, I decided I to go get the mail. You know, karma, right? And uh, your card was in the mail. And she said, I cried. And I never picked up the phone. Wow. And so the difference a card can make is amazing. And you have no idea, right? When you send it, you don't know when it's going to land or where it's going to land, but it always lands at the right time. I get many people who send me messages saying, you have no idea that that card came just at the time when I needed to hear it. So that's the, that's the part of send out cards. And that's why I do what I do. And um, and in terms of LinkedIn and business, there's always a time and place to send a card to somebody. We just have to be thinking that way. Yeah, yeah. It also links with the whole uh, issue of gratitude. Oh, that so often today, uh, we're not thanking people enough or acknowledging what people are doing uh, that assists us or makes us happy or brings joy to our lives. Um, and I think the, the fact that you offer an opportunity to have that personal touch. And originally, when I first saw Send Out Cards, I thought it was rather impersonal because I wasn't actually doing the writing. but now my vision of it is has totally changed. Yay. Um, <laughs> totally. I never expected it. But you are writing the sentiment on the inside of the card. You are. And what's even better is that you're sending it. Exactly. I, exactly. I, used, to, I used to create beautiful cards and then never send them. You know, I, I, I would do the same thing. They'd sit on the seat of my car to go to the post office or the mailbox and it'd be pouring with rain and I'd never get out of the car. And they sit that, there. Yeah. That has totally happened to me. Yeah. So um, knowing that you can send them uh, easily and express your gratitude uh, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I truly appreciate it. I'm so glad. Um, I think that there's so many people and, and what I like to, oh, you know, there's so many people now with families that don't live close by, you know, and I, I, for me, like if my grandchild wasn't here, I would be devastated, devastated. So I would hope that my daughter would be sending me pictures, you know, and now everything's online and they send you pictures digitally all the time, but you don't get that photo that you can you know, have open all the time. So I encourage people to send to their families far away, you know, to, to put a photo on the front of a card. And we do, we have lots of different examples of things, but, you know, I see a picture on Facebook of a 
beautiful, somebody's beautiful child or grandchild. I'll take that off. I've done this many times. I'll put it on a card and I'll send it to my friend who posted it and say, here's one for your fridge, you know, because there's an actual photo that you can now have on your fridge or in a frame sitting on your desk because we don't get to do that. And they love that. It's so, it's so cool. Anyway, I, sorry, I don't mean to bore you. That's such a great idea. I, I, I had never thought about that, but that's flat cards, right? And they're bigger than a card. And it's a five by seven. So you can put it in a frame if you want to. We even have frames you can send people and uh, or you can stick it on your fridge. Yeah. So it's fun. Oh, wonder, uh, now it's gotten me thinking. I'll show you um, some. Stuff. <laughs> uh, so you work with people in LinkedIn and you also work with people with, to send out cards. And uh, sometimes that overlaps. Absolutely. So tell us how people can work with you because. There's so many of us who need to. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you, Anne. Um, you, just reach out. I mean, you can find me. It's easy to find me. I'm at JanicePorter.com, um, Janice at JanicePorter.com, or you can reach out on LinkedIn. Um, I'm Janice Porter. You can find me easily there. Send me a message. Um, email me. Text me. I'm open to any of it. Call me even. I'm okay with that too, because my number's on in my contact info on LinkedIn. If you're interested in um, uh, either LinkedIn training, um, uh, I do have sort of something for everybody. I do one-on-one training for sure. That's the best way to get something done. But I also am, I've just started a, an, a LinkedIn community that I'm trying to build with um, people who either have worked with me and now want to come once or twice a month just to ask questions, to see what's new on LinkedIn. And so that's an affordable way to stay connected and accountable for what you're doing. And, and, and two, for the investment you made on the, in the one-to-one training, you want to make sure you're, you're moving forward. Um, for people who haven't worked with me, it's a way for them to see how I work and who I am and at an affordable cost. So that's on my website. And for send out cards, that's also on my website. But if I may just say, we have this great package. It's $20. It's 10 cards in 20 days for 10 cards in 20 days, including the postage anywhere in the world. So if you're interested in trying it, there's a no obligation way to do that and just see if you like what you're doing. And I, you know, certainly it's easy to, to figure it out when you get started because I'll help you. So. Wonderful. And all that information will be in the show notes uh, for everyone to find. And I encourage everyone to check out the show notes as well as your podcast, which we haven't spoken about. So tell our audience uh, about your podcast as well, because it it um, relates to everything we've already spoken about. It does. You're right. Um, It's called Relationships with an S on the end, relationships rule. And I, like you, I love to interview people and I'm looking forward to having you on my podcast soon. Um, I like to interview people who, who basically believe as I do that it's all about people. It's about relationships and they care about, you know, building relationships and nurturing relationships in whatever their business is. Um, I've had some interesting um, guests, male and female, and, um, you know, just love to explore what they do and give them a time to shine as well. I'm doing a little bit, I'm going to do a little bit more this year of some solo episodes where I'm kind of teaching what my philosophy is. 
but haven't quite, I, I did it at the end of December, or for the month of December, I did four solo episodes. So I'm not sure. I, I, I like interviewing people better than being in the spotlight that way. But um, I think people are asking me, so I'm going to try it and do it a little bit that way. But anyway, it's everywhere. It's on uh, Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on iHeartRadio and all of those other good stuff. So, yeah. So as a reminder, all of that information is <laughs> will be in the show notes. I always say this more than once yes. um, because I didn't realize until I started pod, uh, uh, hosting a podcast uh, to actually look at the show notes. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. It's so important. So all of your information will be in the show notes. I encourage anyone who's listening who wants to work with you to please reach out. You've been a delight to work with. Um, I have so enjoyed what you've shared with me and uh, and it has enhanced my my business and personal life. So I thank you so very, very much. Um, and thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Oh, such a pleasure. I've so enjoyed meeting you, Anne. I can't wait to keep getting to know you better and, and uh, finding out more about how I can support you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.